Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. I told you last night that I'm a Star Wars fan, but I've got other hobbies that I like to do too, like some other fun things that I like to do. Like, for instance, when I'm shopping with my wife, if she's taking longer than I think somebody should humanly take in a store, I like to just walk around and look at stuff. And I've noticed over the years that like a lot of items at the store have warning labels on them. You ever seen those things? Uh, There's a lot of things like this, kind of like when you're watching medicine commercials. And on the medicine commercials, they're like, do you have a headache? Ask your doctor if such and such is right for you. It may cause loose stool, vomiting, explosive diarrhea, and in worst cases, death. You know, like when you're thinking... I don't care. I'd rather have a headache than any of those symptoms. So anyway, so like a lot of times when I find this stuff at the store, I just go ahead and buy it. And some of these things I needed, and I bought an extra one just so I would have it on hand because I just find the warning labels funny. So I've got a trunk full of stuff that have actual warning labels on them. Is it cool if I show you guys a few of them? Okay, good. Because if you said no, I would have just carried it back out. I'd be like, milks, come on, let's move it. So, okay. So I've got several. These are actual warning labels. You guys will probably recognize this one. It's from a movie that you should be familiar with. Anybody know what this is from? It's not from Buzz Lightyear. It's from Toy Story. You tried. You tried. Um, But yes, it's from Buzz Lightyear would wear this as a pack on his back that would enable him to supposedly fly, according to Buzz. But right on the back, and the front row will be able to tell this. You guys in the back probably won't. But it says, this wing pack is not a flying toy. (laughs) Now, if you watch the movie, you already know that because he doesn't fly. He falls with style. Anyways, but can you imagine that this is on there because some kid somewhere tried something stupid like this? He's like, all right, finally, I'm like to infinity and beyond. He jumps off his, like the garage outside, and just hits the sidewalk. Every warning label in this pack is there. And the reason they exist in the first place is because somebody somewhere did something stupid. And they want to keep from being sued. So every time they're like, what are, we, what are these morons going to do with this product that we don't want them to do? We don't want to get sued and say they write it on there. Sometimes because it's actually been done. And there's certain things in here that I didn't think had been done. And then I talk to somebody and they're like, hey, one time my uncle. And I'm like, wow, there are dumb people out there. And I'm glad they're related to you. And so there's a whole bunch of them in here. Now, how many people do we have here who are allergic to peanuts? Any peanut allergies? All right, I'm not actually going to open up any peanuts or anything. Now, I feel bad for people with peanut allergies because I love peanuts. I love peanut butter, Reese's Cups, anything to do with peanuts. I like this. So I feel really bad for you. I had a friend one time. We were on a youth trip with our youth group at church, and they gave us fudge bars because our bus broke down. So somebody, like, went to a gas station, brought us fudge bars and because the, the bus had broke down. The air conditioner didn't work anyway. It was like a school bus, but now we're sitting still. No, nothing coming in the windows. And no one said that this fudge bar, which is not peanut flavored, by the way, had any peanut oil in it, but it did. Until we look back at my friend, he's back there like, like he's like swollen to the size of like three or four people. And we're like, I think there might have been something wrong with the fudge bar. Now, I felt bad for him because he couldn't help it and he didn't know it was in there. But this little item here, these cocktail peanuts with sea salt from on uh, Southern Grove. I think that's a Target brand. But anyways, uh, cocktail peanuts with sea salt. On the back, it warns you, warning, contains peanuts. 
And I don't feel bad for somebody with peanut allergies who accidentally eats these. And they're like, I had no idea the peanuts had peanuts in them. Why didn't they tell me? But they have to warn you so that you won't try to sue them. Okay, and then this is also from Target. This is a uh, child training potty seat. Has several little warnings on this bad boy. And you always put these on there when you have little kids so that they don't fall directly into the toilet and say, I'm just going to wear diapers for the rest of my life. All right? So you have to put this on there so it's a little bit smaller. One, they think parents are idiots with this. They tell you to discard all of the packaging before your kid uses it. Like, we're going to leave it there with this piece of cardboard there. Like, it's going to catch it like newspaper in a birdcage. <laughs> here we go. You just right on here. Just do your business right here, and they'll slide it off and put a new cardboard insert. But this is the one where they really, really treat parents like idiots, all right? Where they say, do not allow, warning, do not allow child to place on or over their head. Like, it probably happens that the kids do this, but it's not because the parents just were like, oh, hey, you know what? Maybe you should wear that for Halloween. How about you try it? It looks like a tribal mask. Ah, you know, no, no, no. Parents are not doing that. So I don't even know why it's on there in the first place. Probably some germaphobe parents get assume and be like, he put it on his head. You didn't say he couldn't put it on his head, but they put it on there anyway. Then I've got an iron. Now I try to, Somebody's like, ha, funny things have happened in your house with irons, apparently. <laughs> but I try to be a gentleman. There's times where I have meetings early in the morning with pastors in our area and so forth, like seven in the morning. I don't want to wake up my wife, and I get dressed in the dark. And it's never good to get dressed in the dark. Sometimes you have two different color socks, which is actually the style now, but not for people who are in their late 30s like myself. So we don't wear two colored socks because then it just looks like we're senile. You know, but... <laughs> I've looked in the mirror before, like on the way out of the house, and my shirt's like incredibly wrinkled, and I didn't know that because I was trying to be a gentleman, and I'm trying to get my Pop-Tart going, you get the Keurig doing its thing, and you don't want to take off your shirt to iron it, and so the, the good people at White Westinghouse remind you not to iron while wearing shirt, which makes a lot of sense. A lot. Now, they don't say do not iron pants while wearing because no one's that stupid, all right? But, but we know, like, we, I, I could take this. Yeah, yeah, oh, this will work, this will work. Yeah, I mean, I could see them saying, do not use this as a defibrillator paddle. Clear, <laughs> you know, that might be a good one to warn people because you really feel like it should work for that. But they tell you not to do this. <laughs> you got to get the back too, right? They got to warn you not to do that kind of stuff because stupid people are everywhere. All right. I found this at the dollar store. Construction helmet. That's what it says right on the inside. Construction helmet. But it also says this product is a toy and not a protective safety device. So you can imagine that, that guy who shows up for the first... Now, I used to do construction. When that guy shows up the first day and you were required to have steel toe boots on the construction site and a, and a hard hat, and he shows up like this, like, I'm ready. <laughs> He'd get sent home, but we shouldn't send him home. We should let him work. Because if something happens and a cinder block falls or whatever, society's IQ collectively goes up. That's, that's, that's really mean. Yeah, I know. But who's the moron wearing this to the construction site that they have to put that warning on there in the first place? So I enjoyed that one. I paid a whole dollar for it. I hope you liked it too. Now this right here, somebody tell me what this is. Somebody preferably in the front row. You could both catch one. Okay, one of you can catch one. 
Throw it back to her. No, in the front. <laughs> it's a bar of soap and it's wet. No, okay. What is this? Do you know what this is? Have you ever seen one of these before? It's an inkjet cartridge. You don't even have to answer now. Now you know. All right, so inkjet cartridge. You would think like the warning label on this is not like to use it as a Capri Sun because it's full of liquid. You could poke a straw in this and be like, look at my tongue. Ah, you know, like, you'd think that'd be the warning. But the warning on this actually was do not eat. And I'm not sure who was eating them. The drinking is a, it might be a problem, but the eating is weird. Nobody's going to come down and be like, oh, this one's blue. This one's purple. Okay, this is, this is like, this is blueberry, and we've got wildberry. And I'm going to have this nice little cereal concoction here. <clears throat> All right. Oh. I was really hoping that would spray everybody in the front. I'm sorry that didn't work. Anyway, I cannot believe that somebody would be like, you're like, so fortunate now. All right, I got this at the Dollar General. You guys have Dollar General up here? The, you're like, yeah! That's where we hang out on Fridays. So I've never seen this on Duracell, I've never seen it on Energizer, Rayovac, any of those other battery companies, but the Dollar General, the good old people at DG, they put this on their alkaline size D batteries. Now, the size D batteries are the honking things that if you're buying something that takes D batteries, just don't buy it. Because it's going to be twice as heavy once you install the batteries. Here's what it says on the back. Keep away from children. If swallowed, see doctor. No. No. If your kid swallows a triple A, call the doctor. If they swallow a double A, call the doctor. If they swallow two Ds, call Guinness World Book of Records because your kid's awesome. <laughs> you think Red Bull gives you wings. Try being on batteries. Ah, you know. <laughs> Crazy stuff. All right. While I was at the Dollar General, I picked up this little, this little gem. Somebody's like, weapon. Everybody duck. I, I assure you that this cork is attached to a string that you can't see in the back. Brace yourself. Please don't flinch. What's your name, by the way? Pastel. Pastel? Like a lighter version of neon, but like really Easter-ific. Why Pastel? Like what? what? That's a cool name. Like I've never heard that as a name for anything other than certain colors. Your parents like pastels? Do they paint with pastels? No. They just, okay. Do you have a sister named Neon? No, not like a chartreuse in the family? Nothing like that? Okay, pastel, don't blink. She didn't do it. That was, I was expecting a full-on flinch, but she's like, no. You've already embarrassed me long enough. Move on with your little gimmick. All right, so I bought this little Wild West pop gun at Dollar General store, and I kind of understand the warning label on this because, you know, it can be confusing, especially in the dark if a kid's carrying around any type of thing that looks like a gun. I mean, somebody over here was confused. They're like, weapon! <laughs> we just trained as a society. <laughs> Get low and crawl out, all right? But it said it may be mistaken as an actual firearm by law enforcement personnel or others. So, <laughs> that could happen. Now, here's the thing. I understand that one. I'm not going to act like it's not a big deal. I think it could be a big deal. But here's the one I didn't understand. And I'm going to need a volunteer. How about you? You're not volunteering. Come here. What's your name? <laughs> Tantor. Oh, we met. You're in my son's cabin. 
Yeah. All right, Tantor. Tantor. Man, is your dad's name Conan? Like Conan. Tantor. It's Mark. Mark. Yeah. He was like, I just have a regular name. My son's going to have a name like a warrior. Tantor. Anyways, okay. That's not your real name, is it? I just realized you guys have nicknames. I was so excited for your dad, Mark. Look, he won't tell you his real name this week, but we know his dad's name. Oh, is it your real name? Tantor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is? In real life? No, whatever. <laughs> whatever, stop. Okay, so he's gonna verify that this actually says this because this is a keychain of a gun. A keychain. A little keychain. All right. Warning this product may be mistaken for a firearm by law enforcement officers or others. Does it actually say that, Tantor? Yes, it does. All right, you can have a seat. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Keychains go on keys, keys go in the ignition. If you get pulled over with one of these beasts, whatever happens is on you. Because it's like, okay, license and whoa! Put your hands on the steering. Is that a is that a gun? No, that's a keychain, sir. I don't believe you. Get out of the car right now. Get, I mean, tasing, whatever happens to you, I'm telling you. I, the only reason I even added this one here is for your own good. I want to help you. I don't ever want to read that. I don't ever want to see this on the news that you got tased over a keychain. I do not want to see that. All right. All right. We, we move on. All right. Now the good old hair dryer. This one is actually like a workout too. It's like the retracting one. So this is Con Air with the cord keeper. Um, one of the warnings that's on every single hair dryer is to keep it away from moisture, which I find is odd already because who's drying dry hair? Like the whole purpose, is, but I get like, don't drop it in your bathtub and all that cool stuff. But this one, this warning's not on here, but it was in the box in the little instruction book on the box. It said not, and I can't make this stuff up. You can even look it up online. <laughs> You do not use hairdryer while sleeping. <laughs> now, both my kids, and, both of my kids, and I'm told I do sometimes, talk in our sleep. Sometimes my daughter walks around in her sleep. My wife has elbowed me in my sleep and pretended she was asleep. All right? I know. I know. But I've never heard of sleep drying. Who has it even plugged in by their bed? They're just like totally asleep. Subconsciously, you know you shouldn't be sleeping with a wet head. It's going to be ruined in the morning. You're going to have to re-shower, do the whole thing again, extra conditioner. And so your subconscious takes over and you reach over and you're just like... Okay. All right, this next one is, this one doesn't actually have a warning label to keep them from getting sued. This is the strangest one I've ever found because this has a warning label that warns you that the company might sue you. <laughs> this is strange. It's not like you're gonna do something stupid. It's like, hey, hey, this is our product. All right, so this is Sidewalk Chalk from Poof. That's a company, that's how you pronounce it, where I come from, Poof. 
And I don't know if you guys can all see this from here. I'll kind of walk down a little bit. It's got four colored bars that represent the sidewalk chalks that it's got. We've got a little, little tiny piece of green and orange and yellow and blue. And then what looks like a grape jelly smear going down the side. <laughs> this is the artwork. It's not good. It's just there. But I don't know if the guy who, who runs poof, if his granddaughter made this or what, and he was really proud of it. But here's what they warn you on the back. <laughs> Warning. <laughs> The artwork and design of this package are protected by United States copyright law, like we want it, and may not be reproduced, distributed, displayed, published, or used for any purpose without prior written permission. Well, tonight, I'm feeling like a rebel, and I've got a frame, and we're going to display this bad boy proudly. Oh my goodness. The feds are going to come in at any moment. <laughs> All right. Now, how many people are washcloth people with the shower? We're getting personal here. Washcloth people. How many people just like to palm the soap? <laughs> no? No soap palmers? All right. What about loofah? Hold on. Hold on, let's get more specific loofah people. If you're not a loofah person, you should have your mouth shut right now. Anyways. Loofah on a string? See, because you can hang them up afterwards and they dry out slowly and they don't fill up with bacteria. Loofah on a stick? Just you? He was so excited too. I'm, I'm talking about washcloths and palm and the soap. He's back here, loofah! And then finally, on a stick. I knew that about you before I even asked, but I didn't know you were the only one. Now you're in the shower, right? Just imagine for a second, you're in the shower. You're trying to get clean and everything. You can't find your loofah on a stick. You have to pretend really hard here because you, there's only one guy who uses one. You reach outside of the shower. You're like feeling around looking for your loofah on a stick and you think you found it, but you have shampoo in your eyes. It's a toilet brush. Those of you who said, what is this? You need to help your mama more. Now this actually said on it, do not use as a personal hygiene device. And I'm not sure if people were doing the old scrub-a-dub-dub or if they were putting toothpaste on this bad boy and getting all their teeth at once. It's never been used. It's never been used that I know of. Now, here we go. So when I was in the baby section picking up the uh, toilet seat, I got one of these little cabinet and drawer latches. And we had these when our, my kids were little, and we put them on certain drawers to protect them and certain cabinets in our kitchen to protect them from getting like bleach and drinking it or from getting like a knife and cutting themselves. And that's the reason you buy these in the first place, right? Absolutely. But here's what it says as the warning. Do not use this product to guard against toxic and dangerous substances, sharp-edged or pointed objects. No, it does say that. It does say that. Knock yourself out. Anyways. She's like, there's no way it could. Does it say it? Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'm not making any of these up. All right, so, yes, it says it on the back. 
While I was there, I grabbed these. Now, these are actually, because we have people visit who have young kids, these are actually in our house, so there's nothing in the package. But these are the little uh, plug protectors, as I, or as I like to call them, fingernail guillotines. <laughs> because people are like, ah! I, like, what? I couldn't get to plug in the thing. Here's what it warns on the back. It doesn't warn you that it might chop off your fingernail. It says, an unsupervised child may be able to defeat this product. <laughs> Not get around, not, not, not like take this out, but defeat it. Can you imagine the kid? He's got all his green army men on one side of the room. <laughs> on the hill flanking them is the white plug protectors. It's an all-out war. Come on, green army men. You can defeat them. You know, I just don't understand the wording on this thing. All right. We got a few more. You guys cool with a couple more? All right. This is a letter opener that warns you to use eye protection <laughs> when opening the letter. People used to send letters, they were on paper. Anyway, so like, you slide in here, you just saved your grandma's eye. <laughs> she could have been going into the emergency room like, ah, I got a birthday card for my grandson. <laughs> you know, that would be bad. All right. Also from the Dollar General store, children's allergy medication that reminds your kid not to operate heavy machinery or drink alcohol while using this. <laughs> no, Timmy, no, give me the keys and the Jack Daniels. Not until you're over your cold. All right, man, like, that's just so weird. Somebody said, who's Timmy? I don't like to use Luke's name all the time. All right. All right. This thing is called a cap bomb. You put the little cap in, you drop it, it gets like that. You guys might have seen those before. This is a strange one because it says, never throw, that's normal. Never throw, never fire near animals. You have to just drop it, your animals. Do not fire closer than one foot from your ear. And then it says, hold at arm's length when firing. Why does it need both of those instructions? Are people's arms that small? They're like, keep it further than an arm, arm length away, but never a foot from your ear. You only need one of those instructions. If it has to be more than a foot, it has to be further away. If it's arm length away, it's not a foot from your ear, unless you are completely disproportionate and your ears are coming out of your neck. And if that's your real case, I'm so sorry. All right. Now I bought this from Game, not GameStop, What's that place? AutoZone, because I, <laughs> I was so close. It's a gas cap. I had left my gas cap back in the days before they tethered them to the side for morons like me. I left it on top of the little gas, thing, gas pump, and so I had to go get another one. And when I saw the warning, I bought two. Because I was like, I gotta keep this. I can't just carry it, it'll smell like gas. I can't just carry it around. I can't put it in my collection of warning labels. And so I had this gas cap and it said not to check the level of gas using a lighter or match. <laughs> you imagine, can you know, this is the one of the ones that I've heard actually happen that somebody told me about. It happened with a tractor because their gas gauge wasn't working and this old guy burned his eyebrows off, all right? Because he's looking at it. Can you, you like stop the car, right? And Geraldine's in the front and she's like, Harold, Harold, do we have gas or not? Well, the gauge ain't working, woman. Hold on, it's dark in there. 
boom, you know. Oh, poor Harold and his little eyebrows. Three more. You cool with three more? All right. Okay, now this one's technically not a warning label. It's different. It's a kitchen tip. They're tra- yes, this is a paring knife for pears. Or you can put it with another knife, and then it's a paired knife. Okay. Now this, I am a dad. This is, this is a tip trying to tell you how to use this knife more correctly. But this is an anti-warning label because it actually could get them sued, and I'm surprised that this company, whatever it is, True Living, still exists, all right, because of this warning label right here. When taking knives on a trip or picnic, place them in a toothbrush holder. That's their kitchen tip. <laughs> place them in a toothbrush holder. Now, I go camping with my family, and I've brushed my teeth camping before at night when the lights are already out. I don't need a flashlight to brush my teeth. I've done it so many times. And you send your kid over to, to brush their teeth, and they pull out the wrong toothbrush holder, and all of a sudden it's, let's put a smile on that face. <laughs> A knife in a toothbrush holder. And then there were two. Speaking of two, this is a two-pound pink weight from Target. Okay, here's what it said on the back. Warning, consult your doctor before starting any exercise program. Exercise programs of any kind present an inherent danger to the participant. Serious or fatal injury could occur. I think if I shot it out of a potato gun, I might die if it was aimed at me. If I swallowed it accidentally, potentially, like the D batteries. But I'm not sure. Like, I can't even imagine calling my doctor and be like, hello? Hey, I've got to ask you about something. You you did my physical last. Is my heart healthy enough for a certain exercise program? Yeah, it's a, um, it's a two-pound weight. Yeah, it's pink. I got it at Target. I think I can handle that. Dr. Tondo? Doc, Dr. Tondo? He hung up. <laughs> like, I mean, that's really my doctor. So... Somebody's like, Dr. Tonda, you're just going to make up a weird name like that? I don't know, is there a Tantor here? (laughs) All right. I've got one more. Now, this is a different warning label again. And this one's different because it's not on a product you can buy in the store, but it's on something that's extremely priceless. This is a warning label that comes on every single human being. All of us. And we didn't, don't check your shirt. We didn't stick anything on you when you came in. This is a warning label that I had on me at birth, that you had on you at birth, that we all have on us at birth that applies to all of us, and it's found in the Bible. It's a warning label that we all have that this skit pictured beautifully up here that they did as a drama. This warning label is found in Romans 5.12. And Paul writes this. And he tells us what this warning label is. All these warning labels are because somebody somewhere did something stupid, and this one's no different. It's because somebody somewhere did something stupid. And it says, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, 
In this way, death came to all people because all have sinned. Somebody somewhere did something stupid. And just like this drama that we had pictured up here, that they're going to actually, you're going to see the second part to it later, which is going to be awesome. Just like this drama, mankind was created in a perfect world. And all this out of control stuff, where we feel out of control, where everything just goes haywire, where we have natural disasters, where we have sickness, where people walk out on us, people betray us and stab us in the back, all of that stuff, none of it was happening. Just perfect. And then somebody somewhere did something stupid. Adam and Eve decided to eat from the only tree they weren't allowed to eat from. Now, here's the question I get from teens a lot of times, like a lot over the years. Why did God even place that tree in the garden in the first place? Maybe this is the first time you've heard this story. But the first two people on planet Earth, God gives them everything. And if you could imagine this room just being full of trees and bushes and all kinds of cool stuff, and God's like, look, see those apples? The best looking apples you've ever seen. No worms eat these apples. They don't get mushy. You ever had a mushy apple, how nasty that is? You take it back up to the counter and say, um, somebody forgot to peel my applesauce. You know, like, <laughs> these are perfect apples, perfect peaches, perfect pears, perfect coconuts, probably coconuts that were easy access opening. You're like, there's hm, a coconut. You probably didn't have to like beat on it and everything. I mean, everything was perfect. Strawberries. And God said, you can have fruit from any of the plants, any of the trees in the garden. All of them are yours except this one. If you eat from this one, it's called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat from this tree, you're going to die. And he wasn't talking about like, you know, they fall over. He was talking about this death process, the world being messed up. How many of you guys have been to a funeral before? All right. Those of you who weren't able to raise your hands, you will. Everybody will. Because death, I don't have to make my case to you and prove that death happens. It happens. The death rate is still hovering right now around 100%. For every single person, we're going to die, and this is the origin of it. Everything was perfect before. We, we have this sense. The reason why we are like, ah, oh, I can't believe the world's like this, and the world's messed up, and this is happening. We have this sense in our minds about how bad the world is because deep down, Scripture tells us eternity is written on our hearts. We know that there should be more than what we're seeing. And they chose to eat of this. And so the question I get is, why did God put that there in the first place? And it's because love always has a choice involved. I told you yesterday, my wife and I have been married almost 17 years. If I told you I met that lady and we've been together for almost 17 years, we've actually been together longer, but like as far as being married, almost 17 years. If I told you that, but I didn't say we were married. I've just been with this lady for 17 years. 17 years ago, I was like, oh, I like her. So I took her down to my basement and locked her up. And I've kept her. Every once in a while, I bring her out at camp and show her off. You'd be like, um, <laughs> how did he get here? What is happening? We're, we're like 911. Anyways, like you would, you'd be truly concerned. Here's the thing. If I just like her and say I want her and I lock her up in the basement and somehow I try to pass that off like it was love, you're never going to believe that. Neither would she because it's not love because she didn't have a choice. It's just lust, or it's just me trying to fulfill my desires. It's not, it's not love. I had to get on my knees 
and ask her to marry me, and she had a choice, and she could have said no. She didn't have to say yes to me. There was a choice involved. I can't be like, but I really, really love you. Reconsider. You know, if she says no, she says no. I can't change that. There has to be choice. And so if God had not placed that tree in the garden and just put the other ones, and Adam and Eve were walking around eating from them, and God knew, because he knows everything, that had he given them another option, they might have taken it. Then what he has with them relationship-wise is not love. They only love and follow him because they don't have any other option. And so God placed another option there. It's like an opt-out tree. There's this tree in the middle of the garden that if they ever want out of this daily walk in relationship with God, all they had to do was eat from this tree. But if they wanted to remain in this and remain in perfection, leave that tree alone. And God placed that choice there because he loved them. When Jesus died on the cross for us, he didn't say, and now I've died for you, you must follow me. He still leaves it to us. He still lets it be a choice. He doesn't say, I've just, I've just taken care of sin on the cross, so now you're all forgiven. He still makes it a choice. He says, if you want to turn from your sins and accept what I just did in place of your sins, then you'll be forgiven. Without choice, there is no real love. And Adam decided to do this. Now, here's the weird thing. If you've ever seen Adam and Eve in like a cartoon, I've seen a car, I saw a cartoon when I was a kid where Eve is over there and she gets deceived by Satan and she takes the fruit and she bites it. And it doesn't say it was an apple, by the way. That's why I'm saying fruit. The Bible just says fruit. It could have been a banana. It could have been a coconut. Early Christians thought it was a pomegranate, possibly. That's weird. Anyways, we like to picture it as an apple, but in this cartoon, it was an apple and she bites it. And then she's like all through the garden, and she finds Adam, and she's like, Adam, you've got to try this. He's like, is that from the tree that God forbid? Yes, but look, I'm not dead, and then he eats it too. That is not what the Bible says happened. She took from the fruit and gave to Adam, who was also with her, and he ate. That means this spineless husband of hers waited without saying anything, without being like, Eve, honey, I love you too much. Don't do it. He waited to see if she would die on the spot before he had any of the fruit. That's messed up, isn't it, ladies? <laughs> like he's like, oh, you, you go first, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, you're good, you're good, okay. Ha! And then he bites it too. That's why Adam was held so responsible for what happened because he wasn't being a leader like he should have been. And it says, in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. I'm not going to stand before God one day and God look at some record and say, okay, Nate, I see here that you ate an apple or you ate a fruit way back at the beginning of time on earth. I'll be like, that wasn't me. He'll be like, oh yeah, you're right. That wasn't you. You're good. No, no. The reason why I am guilty before God and why we're all guilty for before God is because of our own sin. Death passed to all people because all sinned. Adam in Adam we all develop this thing called a sin nature. So it's a tendency to do the wrong thing. We've got that. It's, it's ingrained into us. And there's not one person in here who would say, unless you're just being silly, I've never done anything wrong. We know we have. We're in a messed up world. We're messed up people. We do wrong things. And because of that, we stand guilty of the same thing that Adam and Eve stood guilty for. We've got a warning label. 
warning, we're all going to die. Now, if the Bible just left it at that and said, okay, you're all going to die, or if God just started over and made a whole new group of people and just demolished the other ones, we wouldn't even know about it. We wouldn't have been talking about this. If I was making Play-Doh and I didn't like the way it was turned out, I'd just smash it and I'd start over. God still loved them and still loved us, so he made a way back. He sent Jesus to this earth. Now, Jesus was born as a human being even though he was God inside, God indwelling. Just like you have a spirit inside you, he was the spirit indwelling that human body. You might think, well, why didn't Jesus have a sin nature? Because it was passed from Adam. He was held responsible for what he did with his family. And Jesus, if you remember the Christmas story, was born of a virgin. He didn't have an earthly father. Therefore, he didn't have a sin nature. So he was born like Adam was made the first time. He was born with no sin. And he would have the option to mess up or not mess up. And the Bible says he went through all the same temptations you go through. That means when Jesus hit puberty, he realized girls were pretty. And he decided not to lust. He decided not to. When his mom told him something and he knew that he was right because he's God and his mom wasn't right, he was not disrespectful about it. Everything we go through, he went through, yet he didn't sin. And he didn't sin because you were too important to him. Had he messed up, he would be disqualified from taking our sin on. He had to be perfect. So that this penalty could change. The very next page in my Bible here, Romans 6, 23 says, the payment for sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The payment for sin is death. And so Jesus says, if they owe death for what they've done, I will pay it for them. He stepped out of creation, out of, out of heaven, became like us, lived a perfect sinless life, and thinking of you went to a cross to give his life for you. And that's what's so awesome about that, that God wants to, if you've never made that, that decision in your life, God wants this week to remove that warning label from you so that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. You might think, well, people who follow Jesus still die, right? Yeah, their body wears out, but they don't die. They step out and continue living. He just like infuses your soul with eternal life where you get to continue living with where he is. That first tree was an opt-out. That second tree fashioned into a cross was an opt-back into a relationship with God. Will you guys bow your heads with me? You've been awesome tonight. God, we thank you so much for each of these students. Lord, I know you love them more than, more than I ever could, more than their parents ever could, more than anybody else who's ever met them ever could. God, you love them. And you proved it on the cross by giving your life for us. God, we thank you that you didn't stay dead but that you proved you had power to beat death in our lives by raising from the dead three days later. What an awesome and wonderful and holy and loving God you are. Lord, I pray for students in here who may not have a relationship with you. God, I pray that they would, would, would be able to sense, would be able to feel, would be able to hear the truth of your love for them this week. That they may make a decision too to let your death count in their place. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.